Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Joining us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline to talk about that, and thankfully a losing streak that is over, Tim Allen from the Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show. Timmy, what's going on, man? Morning, boys. Uh, Tim Stadium Shea is uh, in the building. Bart is not. There's Toby Altizer, and it's uh, ah, just a nice, cool... Uh, early summer kind of day today. Well, right now it's cool. It's not going to be cool later today, <laughs> yeah. man. Oof. Yeah, wow. Well, this is what we've been waiting for. I mean, <laughs> Maybe Bob you, Uch- not me. Bob Euchre always says, well, it'll get here. It'll get here, folks. <laughs> Hang in there. Well, it's here now. Yeah, and it's ridiculously hot. I'll pass on that. Thankfully, I'm going to be inside all day, so I'll pass on some of that, that hot weather. Tim, the, the losing streak's finally over. What were your thoughts on that losing streak? You know, you had some obviously offensive struggles, and that's been the case pretty much for a majority of the season with, you know, the exception of a couple hot streaks for the offense. But the thing that I think was worrying for a lot of Brewers fans is the pitching wasn't even that great in the in the losing streak. Yeah, and I uh I talked about that on the show and and we threw a poll out there is it the uh, pitching and and offense and a lot of people still gravitated toward that offense but you know, in that streak you get outscored almost a three to one ratio at 57 to 20 I mean you're not going to win many games like that and it's just such a challenge pitching when you're three or four or five runs down and, and then it snowballs you know one bad pitch a three run home run and then then the game's over because you know the offense in a little bit of a funk is is going uphill a little bit, and you know the pitching had to give you know some help in that regard. But all things told, you know you, you have to connect all the dots of a losing streak with any team in any sport, because these guys are professionals, and you're talking about the top talent on the planet. Uh, in in this case, baseball. I mean, there's there's no better league on the planet than Major League Baseball. So that being said, you, you do have to look across the diamond a little bit at times. Say, are they creating breaks? While you're going bad, while you're rolling bad, you don't get the breaks. You don't get a, a replay challenge call that looks pretty obvious. You You get a broken bat base hit against you. You get a check swing RBI double against you. You get um, your ace pitcher that will go, oh, man, he has a little clunker. Right in the middle of this window. Mm-hmm. Have the clunker, fine, and that's going to happen. But have it while you've won six of your last eight. 
And then, then, then at the end of that day, you've won, still won six and nine. All those things lined up, slumps, that includes slumps, and then you get to injuries, you get to you know, uh, some of the players that, that miss time to, for personal reasons, uh, things like that, they all, they, they all uh, really contribute to a losing streak. And, and again, I, w- I will say that happens in, in all of sports. Now, that can turn around, and it does turn around, and it will turn around, and it did turn around. And so during the streak, you had to – I was surprised with the patience that I, I've shown through that streak, but I know they're a good baseball team. That's – there's, there's uh, every analysis fiber in me that says this is a good baseball team. This wasn't going to – this wasn't going to, you know, be this monumental collapse. Unfortunately, however, once you break out of it, this is right now the telltale sign. Now the next eight to ten games is you really got to press on the accelerator just a little bit heavier because if things continue to go south for various reasons, as I just talked about, injuries, slumps, whatever, that could be the monumental collapse. If you go ahead and you now lose eight of your next nine, now you're in trouble. So this is, this is a really, really important time. Uh, in the Brewers' 22 championship season. It is. Once once you've stopped the skid, now let's reset and go. Yeah, and during that losing streak, Tim, I, I think me and you both believe that this is a really good team, and I think some Brewers fans have wavered on that during the streak. Did your opinion on the team, team change at all during that streak, or was it just, you know, you look at it and say, it's a bad stretch for the crew, they've got injuries, not making excuses for the crew, they, they should not be losing these baseball games like they did, but also looking at it and saying, you know what, it's a 162-game season. They're going to lose baseball games. Unfortunately, it just happened to be eight of them in a row. Yeah, unfortunately, this was the window that it happened, and you would want it to happen. I think everyone agrees that we would want this to happen now instead of August-September range. And and the frightening thought was waking up Saturday morning, you were out of the playoffs had the playoffs started that day. That expanded playoffs and all, losing streak and all, that was um, interesting for me to kind of process a little bit. But no, I, it, it hasn't wavered yet. But overall, though, it's pretty tough to measure for most fans how, what this team is right now because you didn't get the long sample sizes. You got a nice little stretch in there, as, as you talked about, with the offense, and they were winning games and – you were 14 games over 500 at one at one point, so that that tells you something. But then then you were all beat up. How do you, how do you measure how good a baseball team is when you're all beat up? Now you we can use uh, injuries as an excuse for losing. Uh, let me repeat myself. We can use injuries as an excuse for losing. <laughs> That's not going to be very popular, Tim. <laughs> no, it's not. But it's one hundred percent true. Well, and re- real quick off of that, th- this is one thing I can't, ex- uh, I can't, I can't stand when people do because I think the Patriots uh, football kind of put this idea in people's minds that well, it's just next man up mentality. The next guy can just yeah, do it as well. Yeah. No, 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 no. Hold on. The next guy is not getting paid thirty million a year. The next guy is getting paid five hundred grand because guess what? He just got called up from the minors for the fifth time, and he's been in the minors for ten years because he's not a good hitter. <laughs> like, I mean, let's just be honest. Exactly, and that's where I've been for almost two decades here. 
being in the sports business. Yes, it's okay. I mean, guys, you lost you lost two starting pitchers that were sub three ERAs, two all stars. You lost Willie Adamas, Hunter Renfro, Mike Brasso. I mean, I could go on and on with this injury list. Trevor got. Who would trade Trevor Kelly? Uh, let's see. Who else can we throw in there? Tim Shea, we, we can make the trades, my, my boy. trades tonight. Strzelecki. Your boy, Peter Strzelecki. Yeah, let's make some <laughs> trades tonight. And, and Trevor Kelly, wouldn't you rather have Trevor Gott and Jake Cousins? Of course you would. Absolutely you would. They're just that that's why you have a depth chart. That's why, as Toby, you pointed out, that's why guys are paid what they're paid and other guys are paid what they're paid. That being said, you gotta brave the storm. And that's the key. Can you hold serve a little bit? They just didn't do that during that stretch. Had you gotten a couple of victories in there? That's a big swing. That's a four game swing on the five hundred uh um uh, barometer. So I- injuries are an excuse because they're the best excuse. They're the only legitimate excuse that any professional sports franchise has. You know what? It doesn't have to be professional. It, it, it can be a, uh, a high school baseball or football team. Your, your guns go down. You're not as good. It's that simple. Milwaukee Bucks, Chris Middleton. Anybody want to raise their hand and say, well, that dad should have been next man up. They didn't. They didn't. Hey, it's next man up. It's it's. Are you saying it's only Chris Middleton? Is that what you're saying? We only lost Chris Middleton. We can throw in someone mm-hmm. else. It doesn't work like that. So that being said, the health part of it is going to work itself out. And these have not been, outside of Peralta, I mean, this, these have not been, you know, huge season-ending things as of yet. But, you know, it's been COVID here. It's been, it's been an oblique or a hamstring or a quad you know, it, so they, they got to get through this. This Mets, and I know we'll, we'll turn the page in, into this Mets uh, series. Hey, this is what you want right now. Relative health. You still don't have Woody and, and Peralta, and you're without some bullpen arms. But you still have a good baseball team, and don't fear something like this. That This, this is what you want. This is kind of cool. This is, hey, let's go into New York and – you know what do you what do you what are you looking for? This is this is the Mets are good, so are the Brewers. Okay, let's go. Let's have a baseball game tonight. Yeah, and luckily you get a win coming off of that national series. You'd love to win that series, but at least you get a win to finish yeah. off the losing streak going into this Mets series. Because, like you said, this Mets team is very good. And hopefully the off day gave them a chance to reset coming off a victory. Just say, all right, guys, the losing streak is over. We're going into New York. Let's go get two out of three against the Mets. Let's go into Cincinnati. Let's beat the Reds. And let's come home against the Cardinals and get going. Let's get this thing rolling again. Because it is a tough stretch of baseball. It seems like, Tim, with that stretch of baseball where they're playing so many games in so many days that for the Brewers this year, the dog days of summer came a little bit early, and it was actually in spring and the end of May, beginning of June, that they kind of ran into the tough stretch of the schedule. Maybe they're going to still have that at some point, but I think this early part of the season, this stretch basically over the last half month and then going forward for the next couple weeks is going to be the the probably the pivotal point in this season for the Brewers. Yeah, and, and we can – we just talked about excuses or lack thereof with injuries, but the schedule itself had an impact on this also. 
It it did. Now I'm not that that part. We can debate that part of it because you know a schedule is sort of grueling for a baseball team that goes on three city uh, trips back to back to back, mm-hmm. which is extremely rare. It just is. And for those that you know say it's only a baseball game, I mean, how many times have we? And we're not professional athletes, but the travel fatigue sets in. How many how many uh, husbands and wives have had a fight in the airport <laughs> waiting for their baggage just because fatigue had set in and you're, yeah. you're up early and you didn't get enough sleep and then you're uh, you know you're you're agitated and that that plays a part in it you get used to it with with anything that you do in in terms of repetition you do get used to it a little bit but it still is grinding on you a little a little bit get it all out of the way now. This is a team, guys, that still has the tremendous amount of talent on it that could be the talk of the town in August and September. We can't rule that out. There's, there's moves to be made and injuries to heal. So think about those two things. You don't think they're going to be a better team moving forward? Moves to be made by Stearns. Ain't no way he's sitting on his hands this year. Not, not with this no, type of pitching. No, not a chance. Not a uh-uh. chance. He, he's, he's gonna make some. He always makes a move, much less with this team being where it's at. He, he's yeah. not sitting on his hands. Uh, yeah. Two, two, real quick before we get to a couple calls. Uh, Craig Council, winningest manager, tied uh, with Phil Garner. Cool. Hopefully tonight he can break the record and become the winningest manager. But how cool is it that it's a uh, it's Craig Council that did it? It's not just some random Joe Schmo. It's Craig Council, Wisconsin dude. Wisconsin through and through that gets to lead the Brewers and now becomes hopefully soon the winningest manager in Brewers history. It is. It is cool. And that's, that's the best way to describe it. Um, I, I know that Brewers fans have, have uh, swerved a little bit on, on their opinions of Craig council and that's okay. Uh, I just based on what, you know, I've experienced, I just look at this story as just it's kind of special, guys. It, it is. It's it's almost a human interest story in itself. It's more than just a baseball story. You know, I uh, played some cuts from uh, Council the day he got this job, his opening presser, and to to say that he cared about the logo was really important to me. And it and it you know it rings true even to this minute in time that when you put yourself in that situation, think about that. What if you you became you grew up in Wisconsin? Say you went to to a, a high school, had a great football career. You used to go to Lambeau Field with your folks or your buddies, and and you go off to college and you play football, and then you end up ultimately playing for the Packers, and then you end up being their head coach. I mean, that is that that's a dream scenario. It really is. And when, when he said he cares about the logo. I believe that. Put him as manager of the Seattle Mariners. I made this uh, example <laughs> the other day. Just put him as Seattle Mariner manager. He, he, it, it's almost as if he's saying, I would do a better job here than he would there. And when you think about that, well, why would you do that? This is baseball. But you can't control that. The one thing we can agree on, he cares more here. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Whether that makes him work a little harder or make better decisions, I, I don't know. But he definitely cares more. It's just a, it's just a great story. You don't have to like him personally, you know. Like, would you get along with Craig Council having a couple of beers? That's okay. 
And I've said that about Aaron Rodgers. I love Aaron Rodgers on the field. I don't know if him and I would, would have a couple of beers together and be that tight. You know, that's, that's just You don't want to hang out with him and his new girlfriend? And there's other players like that. <laughs> Anthony Rizzo is another one. I respect him as a baseball player, but, man, listening to Mr. Know-It-All talk on the radio or talk on TV, shush, Anthony. You don't have the world figured out. Um, so I, I, he's a, I've, I've got some inside scoop on, on counts also that he is one of us. He really is. He's a cookout guy, a family dude, going to Summerfest, going to a festival kind of guy. He just is. Yeah, I mean, you've seen him courtside of Bucks games and different mm-hmm. things. Like He just seems like a Wisconsin dude, like, like you mentioned, just just one of us. Uh, one last thing, Tim, before we get to a couple calls and let you let you go. Christian Yelich in the leadoff spot, you a fan of it? I, I mean, so far it's, it's, it's worked out. He, he's looked yep. better in the leadoff spot, and I think it utilizes – more of what his strengths are right now. You think he sticks there, and you a fan of it? Well, the the only part of it that I'm not a fan of is, you know, the round robin of of cleanup hitters. Yeah, I mean, you're you're three, four, five hitters. They they do need to sort of be a little. There needs to be a little swagger there. You know, this is this isn't little league where everyone's the same, and that's what I think. That's one of the issues I have with Craig Council. As much as I like him, see, here we go. It's okay to disagree with some of his decisions. You know, to have Louie as as your cleanup hitter, Tyrone Taylor as your cleanup hitter. You got guys like Renfro and Omar and Telez and these guys on this the same baseball team. And you're going with Tyrone Taylor and Luis Urias as your cleanup hitters? That's the one part of the Yelich move I don't like. But in the meantime... I just, you leave him be. If this is what, 11 hits in six games, five of those games as a leadoff guy, hitting over 400 on base, 430 in that span, leave him be for now. If this is going to help Christian Yelich, then it helps the team. But you're going to probably have to move him back down into those, you know, manly spots of three or four. I I would see that coming. uh, I mean, let this roll for another week or two. But after that, if it continues to roll, then you got to move him back down to do some damage. Yeah, absolutely. 414-799-1250. Let's get out to John and Franklin. John, what's going on, man? Hey, good morning, guys. Great to get on with you, Tim. i got to tell you, I, I admire your your positivity and your glasses half full. <laughs> Here it comes. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> Look, I, I've been a fan of this team since I listened to them on a transistor radio in the 80s. been a long time, and for me, I think it brings me some clarity. I can see through a lot of the smoke. And let's be honest about it. This is like saying the gas prices went up when the tanks, tanks rolled in Ukraine. No, the gas prices were going up before that. Th- that was a brutal road trip. The injuries are unbelievable, what's going on and, and what's transpired over the last month. Okay? But the problem is, this lineup was mediocre before all of that. It was a mediocre lineup. It wasn't scaring anybody that wasn't Pittsburgh. Let's be honest about it, okay? And as far as Yelich, if they can get anything out of him, I don't care if he's batting ninth. I don't care if he's batting first because you had him in the middle of the lineup and he wasn't doing a darn thing, okay, for the money you were spending. And the team's got to get something out of them with their payroll. It's obvious. And as far as Craig Council goes, there's nothing that could have happened this season 
his job was, I don't think it's going to be in jeopardy for a decade. Love the guy. When Major League Baseball got to make new rules to circumvent <laughs> your strategies, mm-hmm, you're yeah. doing something right. And, my, and briefly here, the, my favorite thing about Craig Council is when he brings a relief pitcher in and they're hanging on to one of their one-run leads, the relief pitcher throws a ball, and you could just see Council starting to, like, press, <laughs> just like I do in my living room. I yep. love the guy. Go Brewers. I hope they figure this out, but I don't know going to be rough with this lineup guys uh, I appreciate john, the call john yeah you you might you might be right with the offense you might be i would just say this i think the offense healthy and coming into the season just on paper i think it was and this may sound okay let's see is how's this going to play here <laughs> with this with this pitching staff i think we need to ask ourselves was it good enough yes it was so that I mean, that's what it comes to. Was it going to be the best offense? We all knew it wasn't going to be the best offense in in baseball. It's just too much lumber around the league stacked into a lot of these teams. Hell, look at Philadelphia. That's a good lineup, man. That's a good offensive lineup. They just are. And were they going to rank with those guys? No, but were they going to be good enough? And yeah, the the thing about Craig Council is everybody seemed to uh, adopt this DH the universal DH, I didn't like it for for one main reason. It took away an asset that Craig Council had Mm -hmm. over the years, the double switch, the pinch hitter, when to pull a starter based on what uh, batters were coming up against, based on what he had fresh in the bullpen, all of those things, the three batter minimum, I don't think that that's a good thing for Craig Council. And and it just took away that asset that he was super good above his peers um, against. So it watered down sort of this cookie-cutter strategy and chess match that Craig Council was really good at. Now, were they all going to work out? Of course not. No, no manager is going to be perfect. He was a lot better, maybe one of the best, maybe the best in baseball at it. Yeah, real quick, Tim, I do want to get one more phone call, but what I was talking about with this offense yesterday is saying that when you look around the diamond, you have a bunch of C-level hitters. There's no necessarily A-level guy, and some of the guys are playing well below what they're able to play, but you can look around pretty much the entire diamond at every position, even a couple guys that aren't playing every day, and say, could this guy come in and have a two-week stretch where he carries the offense? You look at Tyrone Taylor, you look at Adamas, Telez, you say, yeah, I think those guys could do it. And so the way David Stearns went about creating this offense was, no, there's no big bopper in the middle of the lineup. No, there's no sure thing in that lineup. But what it is, is basically it's 9, 10, 11 lottery tickets. And if you hit on one, two, hopefully three or more of them at the same Mm -hmm. time, good luck stopping the offense. And when you combine that with the pitching staff, then you have a World Series contender. Yeah, you know, you, you had your one bopper in Yelich, in, in theory. Yeah. I mean, that that's the theory. So could you get one or two or three of those guys around him on a given stretch? And and that was the really the strategy here. I, I just feel that lineups make more of a difference than people think. I think it not only affects the game itself physically, but I, I think it affects players mentally. When you got guys that are, uh, can, this is this is a hit to their ego a little bit at times. It really is, you know. Uh, big Rowdy Telez is man. I, where do I? I don't even get to play here. 
just simply because it's a lefty? Wait mm-hmm. a second. I just went two for three with a walk yesterday and it all run. Now because it's a, a moderate lefty going and my numbers look good against lefties, not only this year, but throughout my career, what is this all about? I think it affects players more than you think. And, and Tim Shea and I have, have developed uh, over the course of this season a, a lineup that I, I think would be good, and it would really, I mean, it re- would really on paper make the other guys look at the lineup and say, oh, yeah, they're a little on the deeper side here. With Luis Urias batting leadoff, I think that's where ultimately he's going to end up in his career. So let's let's just say that... You put him up there. He's got a good eye at the plate. He does draw his walks. He's got a little clutch in him, all those things. Then you put Yelich at two, so now you're right-left. Put Adamas at three, right-left, right. Put Telez, your left, at four. Now all the way down, right-left, right-left. So they can't be neutralized mid and late game. Who's after Rowdy Telez? Now it's up to you guys. You want Andrew McCutcheon or Hunter Renfro in the five because they're both right-handers. Okay, pick one. It doesn't matter. Let's go Andrew McCutcheon. He's your number five. Omar Narvaez, the all-star catcher, is your six-hitter. Hunter Renfro, a 31-home run guy, Mm -hmm. is your seven-hitter. Now think about that aesthetically. When the opponent looks at that lineup, they say, hmm, let's see, Louie, they got their their future a little bit in the leadoff spot. There's Yelich. There's Adamas. There's Telez with some thump. There's McCutcheon, the crusty veteran. There's Omar, the all-star catcher. There's Ren- Wait a second. Renfro's batting seventh. T- to me, that works, but it only works if you stay with it. And they just don't do that. Craig doesn't do that. He won't do that. I-, I can scream from the highest mountain that that, to me, would be the lineup I'd let play for 10 to 14 days, maybe a little bit longer. Lefty, righty, it wouldn't matter. Just let them go. Put them in there and just let them loose. To me, I think the players would like it a little bit more and you might get, uh, I don't know, maybe wrong, but you might get more output output. Let's get one more call in here. Let's get to Ron in Rome, 414-799-1250. Ron, what's going on, man? I agree with everything that John said, including thanks to both of you for your optimism. <laughs> but, uh, I'm kind of a pessimist. And uh, my main problem with the Brewers is their top three paid hitters McCutcheon, Yelich, and uh, and Kane. That should be they should be your three, four, five hitters. Your top paid guys. They're not three, four, five hitters anymore. So that's the weakest spot. And when you were saying, uh, you you know, we can't get used to teams having a guy step up. Our guys have stepped up. I mean, the pitching we have legitimate injuries, but Ashby and Alexander stepped up. Uh, Jace Peterson's hitting above where I thought he would have. So it's our big paid guys. Uh, that really didn't make a difference when they, uh, they they've been playing, and that's why they're in this situation because the reliability. You're right, you're right, and they got to change that. There's no question. They got to change that. Yelich, you got to start thumping. You're not paid to be a slap hitter. You're not Jody Garrett here. <laughs> I mean, I you're Kristen Yelich. I think he he's not going to become that, and I don't know if it's a back problem or whatever, but. Uh, I think we, yeah, he's, uh, you know, there was a caller to the sh- to the fan on Monday that we should move Yelich into the um, leadoff spot, and everybody thought he was crazy. And then Pat Murphy was on your show the next day, and then on Wednesday he was in the leadoff. So I don't know if uh, Pat Murphy listens to your show and it was that caller's idea, but 
who knows? Yeah, well, and Murph Appreciate did, it, Ron. If, yeah, thanks. Murph did allude to, and they shrugged this stuff off a little bit, but Murph in our conversations said, yeah, maybe there will be some changes. Maybe there will be. I think they, they kind of knew this was coming. This is one of those, I won't say last-ditch effort, but a ditch effort to get the dude going. It's been known to happen all over the league. Toby, you know this. I mean, how many times did Anthony yep. Rizzo we get yep. bumped up there to get things going? Wilson Contreras to get L- things little going. Shake Kyle, Kyle Schwarber to get things going. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, 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 they're, they're less typecast these days than they ever were in baseball, these, these roles and these lineups. I mean, think back. Uh, someone mentioned the, uh, the transistor radio, and I, I really love those stories. I do. I still walk around with mine. I mean, I, I do. <laughs> And it's tough. They're tough to buy. You got to look around online, but you can still get them new. But I mean, years years ago, or back in the day, used to be the little fast guy in the leadoff spot, right? Yep. That that's just what it was. That's that's not the case anymore. You, you could stereotype every single person in the order. Pretty much everyone. The light hitting shortstop is going to bat ninth. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it was for a long, long time, and now it has worked. I mean, we have to give credit. To, to some degree, the move to put Yelich in the leadoff spot, I think everyone agrees, through six games at least, a small sample size, yes, it has worked. So you got to give them credit. Whoever came up with it, Murph, Counts, whoever, maybe it was from above and, and Stern said, you know, light a fire under this guy's tail. you you got to do something. We need him now. T- time's up. Yeah, I mean, it's worked so far. Hopefully they continue to leave him there, and hopefully he can continue to produce. And like you said, I think at some point he'll have to move back down that lineup a little bit. But if he's going to continue producing up there, maybe just leave him up there. I mean, it's not like you were getting a whole lot from him in the three-hole, so maybe you're just going to have to continue using him in the leadoff spot, whatever the case may be, though. Tim, appreciate the time, man, and we'll we'll check out tonight after the Brewers hopefully beat up on the Mets to make it a two-game winning streak. Yep, let's do it. We'll talk to everyone tonight. Mets and Brewers, this is going to be fun tonight. Appreciate it, Tim, man. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.